Hi everyone. We're back after two, three weeks off. Two, two, three. Two. Yeah, two weeks no, off. Okay. Um, yeah, we just life happened, and we both got on a holiday. Um, yes, and we it have did. Something very ha- exciting happened in the interim. Um, Bob, have you got anything to tell us? <laughs> Sounds like I was gonna say that. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are that too. <laughs> Both things. <laughs> yeah, our lovely Scotty is engaged to his lovely Gabriel. Yes, one of the first first things I said to Gabriel was, "I was like, this is making me a real housewife now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it will do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Once you once you're married, obviously. I mean, I just need to land a part on the show, but we can arrange that at a later date. Real Housewives of London, of West uh, London. I could be the first male Real Housewife. That would be a very, like, I'm surprised they haven't had more, to be honest, groundbreaking role. I know. I could get an Oscar for that. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, that happened. <laughs> Honestly, I literally cried when he told me... Um, you were like hysterical when I first opened I, the phone. <laughs> you were just like, oh my God. Because I knew how much you wanted it and I was so happy for you. Thank you. It's just such a nice thing to happen. Yeah, I feel like since then I've been in like a nice little bubble of positivity. So I'm going to carry it on, not let anyone burst the bubble. Oh, <laughs> that's so nice. It's so lovely. Yeah, it's nice to have some good news, isn't it? Because um, there's not a lot at the moment. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> I didn't want to start. To be honest. I mean, before we get on I mean, to that, I mean, this week. I know. Just, no. it's just, yeah. Um, before we get on to that, how's your week been, anyway? <laughs> um, what has happened since today? Been fine. Yeah, I'm very the usual. tired, and I worked my bed today, which is a bad decision. You should never do it. <laughs> Because now my back is in pain. But oh. apart from that, yeah, yeah, it's been fine. It's been average. I feel like I'm building up for my Christmas bits now. Um, so yeah, no, I went for I did a like, little Christmasy day with my friend in London, and we did all the um Christmas light vibe. So we went from South Bank to Trafalgar Square to Fortnum and Mason, which oh. was so cool because they've done it like the like an advent calendar, and they've lit up each day that we've already done. Oh, that's so cute. Cool. Yeah, it's so cute. Oh, um, proper Christmassy! That was so Christmassy, and like when we were leaving Covent Garden, there was this busker. I'm not usually a fan of buskers because it's not like that good, but this guy, <laughs> so good! Like he literally had the whole crowd around him, like everyone like singing along, and it was so nice. It was such like a felt like I was in love actually or something. Oh, I love yeah. that though because I think it just makes like it just makes like a good atmosphere, and like you just get like all festive and happy and. Yeah. yeah, you felt like you just like felt like the good in humanity does exist. You can enjoy yourself sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like good things do happen in the world. <laughs> oh gosh, bless you! But I'm glad you've had a good week, though. We're off to a good yeah. one. How's your week been? My week's been good. I feel like it's gone quite quick, actually. Um, I went to a really nice event on Tuesday evening. Um, with Ted Baker. Um, we went to the Electric Cinema in Notting Hill um we watched Love Actually um <laughs> one the cinema is beautiful like mm. really nice um but the food they put on was 
probably some of the best event food I've ever had. Oh my God, um, it was just like, um, there's like little nibbles at the start and they had like sparkling wine, beer, decanties, and all that just went straight for them. Um, Candy, oh my God, yes. Yeah, so good. And then um, after that, we like sat down and they started bringing out bowls of food. So it was like mozzarella sticks, but they were like big, chunky mozzarella sticks. Like as soon as you cut into it, the cheese literally oozed out. Like it wasn't mozzarella. I don't know what it was, but it was beautiful. I know. Then they'd done like grilled broccoli with like a type of like, I don't know what was in it, but it was like a green hummus. Um, That was really good. Uh, at one point, I put the broccoli in with the mac- uh, with the mozzarella stick and Ooh. made a concoction. Um, and then they also done mac and cheese, which I had way too much of. Um, and then they had pigs in blankets as well. And it was just, mm-hmm. oh, my God, all the food was beautiful. The, um, the film was really cute. Yeah, it was just a nice time. It was oh. nice. That's all I've done this week. <laughs> That's about it. But um, yeah. Shall we discuss that even though our weeks have been okay, this country's has not. Yeah, this uh, the country's week, however, has not been good. <laughs> I just honestly like cannot like believe the shit show that we are. I was going to say now. like I can't believe the bullshit that has just come out. It's Wednesday, people. Like, <laughs> Like, take a week off. It's only Christmas, for goodness sake. The UK needs to have its own reality show because we're that laughable. <laughs> it's on, it's like, it, but it's so horrible as well. Like, so obviously, like, the Christmas party, basically, drowning because we had a Christmas party last year, and Boris is trying to deny it. I watched Prime Minister's Questions earlier, and I was actually like, are you serious? You're literally not going to, like, you put the blame on everyone else but himself. Yeah, I watched that, and I was just laughing at him because I'm like, you're just putting on such a bad performance and also like he just got so flustered like one of the first MPs that stood up and said something about her area that she was from and she's basically said something that they needed the Conservative Party to do better there or something like that and then Boris sat around and was like yeah I believe the Labour Party should do something there and he was like, I'm in, I'm in conservative. And I was like, did you just, like, what are you even doing, hon? Like, <laughs> I was like, well, it's a great way to start, Boris. <laughs> yeah, it's just such like an insult to every single person in this country that stayed at home, didn't see their family, didn't see their friends. Some people have Christmases like on their own. Yeah. People, their families dying, mm-hmm. couldn't say goodbye. All those care homes, all those people that couldn't like go in and out. And it's just like such a like it's not laughable it's like it's a crime it's horrible it's just like what because it then came out this afternoon i think that there was three parties not just the one yeah and there's a secret santa and a quiz like what i just don't get what like why is it one rule for us and one rule for them and to then try and deny it i think like you like you should you would have looked a lot better if you just put your hands up and accepted it because you're making it so much more worse for yourself like watching him do that prime minister questions earlier i literally i was like this is just i can't like it's so laughable it's a complete joke 
yeah it's horrible it's, it's just like it's making a mockery of everything but like and it's like making a mockery of their own rules as well it's like why would we follow them now anything you say yeah and I think as well like what I um I was talking to people earlier about this and like what I find it's not funny but what I find funny is that he is opening an investigation into it to dive into it more but he's using his own people to do that investigation that was most probably at that bloody party. And of course, they're yeah. going to say it didn't happen. Yeah. Like, so, so it's just like, there's no point doing an investigation, is there? Literally, like, we, we all know that this investigation, whatever, quote marks, is going to be done and it's going to come out that there wasn't one when mm-hmm. everyone blatantly knows there is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like the fact that it wasn't just like a drink after work, people were like, oh, like, it was a spontaneous thing. Like, it was a planned out, like, there was kind of like an email of going around being like, let's do a secret Santa, let's do a Chloe, it's like, get yourself into teams. It's like, so how did no one at that point be like, mm, like, maybe not? Like, yeah, we shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> we shouldn't be doing this. And that, well, I think that why didn't come out last year either as well. Like, how, you know? Yeah, that's so true. Like, what, why has it taken a year for it to come out? Yeah, but I haven't yeah. read enough about it, so like, there must be a reason why it's taking this long. Um, but it's very interesting. I just think, and now that we have to, we've now got more quarantine lockdown rules, and we all got to work from home now for next week. Yeah. Like, sorry, no. <laughs> it's just like it's gone back a step, obviously, isn't it? And I get it's to stop the spread, but there's statistics and facts that like Omicron which sounds like a bloody transformer or something I don't know <laughs> is like um where did I come up with the names honestly um but like there's facts that it's a lot it's mild like it's not actually no one's died from it yet um right. and things like that like obviously it's spreading but it it's that's natural for it to spread really um but yeah, it's just, it's so much scaremongering has happened in the past couple of weeks since it's all sort of been announced. Mm. And it's just then to hold the press conference that, that he did on Wednesday evening, it's just like, what? Mm. You think you're going two steps forward, but you, uh, one step forward, but you're going two steps back. And it's just like, okay. Like, I just, I feel like just holding my hands up and like, I give up. <laughs> I think also it's just like, I would like I would I don't think anyone would have a problem with like doing these new measures and stuff if it hadn't been like today when mm. we told that last year they did a Christmas party. So no it's, one's like, gonna like, abide by them. Yeah, and it's like fair enough, like these restrictions might need to happen for like the good of like you know the country and everything, but why should we like, I think everyone's gonna feel very resentful of having to do stuff and you know, I have to wear masks more in places and stuff. And it's like, hang on, why should I have to wear a mask at the cinema when you could have a Christmas party? yeah and that's what everyone's not excuse but that's what everyone's um reaction is going to be mm. definitely like everyone's reaction is going to be that well if you could do that then we're going to do this so let's move on put that bullshit aside um yeah. just the more happier better news more what i call us news um mm-hmm. uh Edward Enenfall, the yeah, editor-in-chief of Vogue. Um, and European editorial director of Vogue. There we go, that's what it is. Um, yeah. Is announced this week that he is releasing his very own memoir, 
and mm. I am very excited for this. I'm so excited. I think it's going to be really, really interesting. It's called Invisible Man. Yes. yes. I think it's going to hopefully like reveal a lot. Yeah. I the knowledge. I because yeah, he's been in the industry for what like plus thirty years now, and he he's done his rounds basically everywhere. Obviously, worked at Vogue US for a while and stuff like that. And I'm, I just love getting the insights into that kind of stuff. I think because like it's an industry that we're very close to and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's like I just love. Like, I remember when we were talking about um, Andre Leon Tully's book and like mm-hmm. the chiffon trenches and. Um, yeah reading that and I still stand by that is one of the best books I've ever read mm. and I really hope this lives up to that as well mm. not because of like be drama very... but <laughs> yeah I think it'd be very different because it won't come from a place of drama necessarily of like Anna Winter that's sort of yeah but I'm hoping it's gonna have like a mix of like fashion like inside as fun stories but mm-hmm. so like it's gonna be interesting to see like the, the eyes of the fashion industry through his eyes as like a gay black man yeah. in Britain as opposed yeah. to like America and like that transformation. That's so true. Cool. I think, think... like Andrea Natality never got to the position of editor in chief. Yeah. You know, like Edward holds a very different position. So it will be really interesting to see. That is so true. I think it is gonna um I think this is gonna be so interesting. Like you said, like a black gay man living in the UK, living and working in the US as well and Mm. obviously like being attached to Vogue just comes in for so many stories straight away so like yeah. I just can't wait to wait to read like the little snippets of stuff and mm. to hear his journey I feel like it, I really hope it's a personal one yeah like I really well, he hope he does bring that into it well he says it's gonna have like things from his childhood and stuff and it's like I feel like I don't actually really know that much about him mm. like I don't know much about his life at all so no like prior to Vogue, I don't really know what he did really. But yeah, like, I mean, about his personal life, he just seems like a workaholic, um, or he's just good at keeping his private life private, obviously. Yeah, maybe he's just actually good at doing that. <laughs> but I guess also you kind of have to be a workaholic to be in charge of Vogue. Yeah, true. That's it's not true. a nine to five, it's not something you like switch off from at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I, I can't wait. So. so it's meant to come out next year, isn't it? Next September. Ooh. Oh, I can't wait that long. Yeah. Why would you announce it now? Like, come on. <laughs> That's not fair. Like, like you're a writer, you surely don't need that much like editing. <laughs> Just edit it yourself and publish it. Go. <laughs> yeah. I hate the news that she like sat there as well and you can like see it all and you can't have yeah. it. So frustrating. But one good thing that he's actually coming that we waited for that, that does feel like ages now. Yeah. Actually, really feel like ages is the sex and city reboot yes it comes out on the 9th of december i cannot wait when does it come out in the uk i think the same time oh on like sky atlantic uh sky comedy sky comedy i know i thought it would come out on like sky atlantic or like something like lifestyle or something like that but yeah no sky comedy um i'm pretty sure you must double check this but i'm pretty sure it's uh, the same day at least oh yeah I think um I'm just so excited oh my god like the second trailer that they released mm. like it just looks so good although the bit that got me when they're like Carrie party of three I was like ah, it should be four <laughs> no, it's really sad and but 
I think it would be very interesting and they seem to make it much more about like them forming friendships with other women so it feels like more like a six or something rather than like a missing four yeah they're like, like bringing the new people that are coming into it seem to have quite pivotal roles um yeah. not just like popping up here there and everywhere yeah um, but like, I did see someone say that like Steve wasn't really in the trailer and yeah, I was like don't say that like do not just don't oh God, put that I into the universe that. I know I was like don't say that like why would you <laughs> highlight that <laughs> I love Steve I think I guess they kind of have to have some suspense but also sorry I'm just eating my peanuts um, yeah, that rustling is legit eating. <laughs> yes, it's actually salt and black pepper cashews from MS. Um, a little work snack that I've now finished. Um, I, think it's, I think Carrie and Big are still together, which is good. Yeah, I'm glad though. I, I, I think I am glad that they've stayed together. I think it just would have been drama for drama's sake otherwise. Yeah, like, oh, here we go. Like, Carrie said something to upset him. He stormed off yet again, and blah, yeah, blah, blah. And then they've broken up, and then they end up back together at the end of it. Like, I just, I've, I've seen that too many times. Yeah. Like, I've seen movies that I've seen all like six seasons of that I don't want to see it anymore. So predictable. Yeah, so predictable. Like, yeah. um, but one thing that is really sad is that um, Stanford, like, he's going to be in it, but not for all of it, I'm guessing. Yeah. He's died now. It's sad that he's not going to get to see it as yeah. its final thing yeah. and be there for the debut and the premiere of it all. Yeah. Because um, apparently lots of them didn't know he was even ill when they were filming it. Yeah, which surprised me because I feel like we've said before, like, we thought that maybe they were aware of it. Mm. Um, but by the sounds of articles that have come out, it sounds like maybe not. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, production must have known, surely. Like, someone, like, high up must have had to have known. Someone must have. Like, the man, his manager or publicist must have said something, yeah. like, you need to let a certain, yeah, like, a certain people know. Yeah, and I'm, I feel like Sarah Jessica Parker would have known. I, I'd like to think so, because they were really good friends, so. Yeah, I thought they were, like, decent friends, so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That is really sad that he's... It's, I think it's actually going to make such a big hole, like, yeah, if he's not in it for all of it, um, and if they do then end up making another, like, series later on down the line again, I think yeah. it's going to be such a big hole from his presence not being there. Yeah, especially, like, him and Samantha not being there, it will really feel, like, different. Two iconic characters, like... Yeah, not part of the series. Yeah, like, sorry, but the pressure is on, I think. <laughs> yeah, and, like... Yeah, I do think, I think it will be good. I think I need to go in it with like an open mind rather than being like, oh my God, it's not like Sex in the City. Yeah, like we have to remember that it's a spin-off basically, kind yeah. of. Um, <clears throat> yeah, spin-off of the same people, but, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's almost how I've got to like persuade myself and yeah. be like, don't religiously take this as Sex and the City because it's not even called Sex and the City anymore, so. Yeah. Which I find weird, but... I yeah, I wish they kept it, because, like, it does make it sound... It make, basically does make it a spin-off, because it's not yeah. Sex and City. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a bit weird. It's like, but we all know... Everyone's going to call it the new Sex and City. No one's going to call it and just like that. No. You know what I mean? Like, no one's going to be talking to their friends, like, oh, did you see just like that last night? Exactly. And, I mean, I'm, I just want to know what the opening music's going to be, because... <gasps> 
like a remix version of the famous theme tune. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah, it's not gonna be like the Yeah, I know. Like, oh that's gonna be different. Oh yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. I hope they don't do that thing in like reboots where they sometimes make like hints to like stuff in the old series that are like wink wink nudge nudge. I hate when they do that sort of thing. That like kind of breaks the fourth wall a little bit, if that makes sense. Kind of, yeah. Like they it's like um They'll make references to things that, like, they know that the audience, like, like likes about the series, and they'll be like, oh, no, for goodness sake. Yeah, like, it's almost like, because obviously, like, you've seen in pictures, like, Carrie's thingy bag comes back and mm. stuff like that. And if she's like, oh, well, I can't forget my trusty whatever bag, and yeah. you're going to be like, yeah, we get it, Carrie. Like, yes, yeah, iconic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, I don't think they'll do that. I think their writers are quite good, but you never know. That's, like, my, one of my, like, icks of, like, TV and stuff. Do you know as well, because Cynthia Nixon has directed, I think, one of the episodes, Ooh. I think. Um, I, and I just want to keep an eye out for which one that is to yeah. see if there is like a difference in any way. Because obviously she would have had to keep with like the guidelines kind of thing. Yeah. I would just like to see if there was if there is any actual difference, because I think it's nice to have a woman directing a show about women and stuff like that. Yeah, I think they could like <clears throat> directors and stuff throughout the series. Mm. Um, never just like one director or one writer but yeah definitely it'll be good to see it like from her yeah for sure definitely um, cannot wait for that i'm so excited um, bring it on um also one tv show that you have to watch that you haven't yet is um paris hilton in love paris in love is what it's called where do i watch this hey you it's on hey you it's four episodes <sighs> out so far. there's more to come it's basically about her wedding to her husband who actually I've never like I never didn't like know much about him. He seems so lovely, so down to earth, really in love with her, but also like very level-headed, like very grounded. And the whole show is about like it's about her planning the wedding, but it's also like to do with that her journey as like a person and a celebrity and stuff. And like because you know she did that documentary last year about the abuse she suffered. Yeah. And she was basically saying how that abuse finally letting go of like releasing that pain and stuff and like accepting it that is what like allowed her to open like her heart to her husband because like before that she was like I was never like open I could never trust anyone 100% I could never like go for someone that would like keep me safe she was just like I always like just pick a bad boy or like a, a guy that's just into my reputation and stuff oh bless her it's so interesting like I've just I... found her interesting person yeah like that's what I literally was about to say like I could just I feel like I could sit and watch her for hours because she's just such an interesting person and I think just listening and hearing her speak it's not necessarily mm. like the persona that she says she kind of puts on the whole power like with Paris Hilton mm. um I, I she just seems so like intellectual and so like level-headed and very grounded and things like mm. that which are from her past and what she's presented to the world people might not necessarily have that thought about her or reputation mm. um so I will absolutely be watching that. <laughs> and there was a moment in it when I was like, are you being Paris or are you being like Paris Hilton now? Like the way right. like, her mum and stuff, like the way her voice would change. Like even within that one conversation with someone, it would go from being like really deep in like her technical voice yeah. to then the Paris voice. And I was like, this is a bit jarring because I was like, what are you doing? Like, I Why are you switching? Her. Why are you switching like within a conversation? And I don't know yeah. what they're like meant to or like it was like a automatic thing yeah um and Nikki, uh, not Nikki 
Minicky's in it. Kathy Hilton oh. is in it loads. Kathy but, the icon. Yeah, but I didn't really like Kathy in some of it. <gasps> no, but like the way their relationship is, like it's really interesting that like, the way that like Paris tries to open up and she kind of just like shuts it away. Like obviously I love Kathy, but it was just a really different way to see her. I can imagine Kathy being quite, yeah, like Kathy is that type of person that only presents perfection to the world. That's literally what they were saying in the show. Paris and Nikki were like, "Mum wants everything to be perfect," and in the last year, she's kind of like let her walls down and stuff. Oh, interesting. Okay, and yeah. definitely put that on the watch list. Absolutely. Honestly, I'm obsessed. It's such an interesting show. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing we're obsessive at the moment. <laughs> the Kardashians. <laughs> uh, oh my god! It literally like bless so them. Much- What's happening with them? <laughs> Honestly, I feel like we need like a weekly Kardashian like roundup. Like, like why is the show not on now? We need this documented. <laughs> I know. I was actually watching like um season like eight, I think, when North like, Kim's pregnant with North, and I was like, oh my god, like so much has changed. Oh my god, yeah. Like we watched. um Was it this year that the show ended? Wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and like before, me and Gabriel like binged the whole of it again. Oh and my god! I find it so interesting when you do that because, like, obviously, we now know things to come and things to happen, and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh god, or like, oh, it's going to get better for you, or stuff like that. And like <laughs> the Tristan Thomas uh, baby mama situation that's happening right now is just—I was like, for God's sake, like again, like. <laughs> Like, keep it in your pants, man, honestly. So, but he has got another woman pregnant, allegedly. Um, And am I, I I don't remember, I was trying to read up on it, but it's just basically Chloe, they were together or they weren't together when this happened? So apparently he's admitted to sleeping with her. He's like, there's a written documentation that he's at with her. I think apparently they were, they said it was they were together when it was his birthday, and that's when he was still with Chloe. Oh. But him and Chloe haven't been together for a few months, like from the present day to backwards. So whether that's because she knew about this, and mm. or they just split, or they were getting back together but they weren't fully together. Like I don't really get it. I feel like their situations her. So this is again with like the Chloe, the Kylie and Travis thing, which we're going to in a minute. They're very like murky waters. You're like, are you together? Are you not? What's your situation? Do you have like an agreement? Like what is what is happening? Yeah, like it's not clear for <laughs> us who want to know what's happening to see yeah. what's happening. <laughs> like I just don't get it. And it's such uh It's like that argument, isn't it? Because it's almost like, well, you've been on a reality show the whole of your lives, like you've shown everything on TV kind of thing. Why is this so private but then also it's like they're allowed to choose what to be private over yeah and I I do find they all of them Mm. to a certain extent are very private when it comes to their relationships yeah definitely like so obviously like the fallouts and stuff like when like Kanye drama was happening with Kim towards the end of the season like you saw bits you heard bits but most of the stuff was kept off air um and I I find that quite interesting because it is like they've they've always I feel like to a certain point been very secretive and very protective over their relationships and rightfully so obviously when you're getting with someone for the first time you don't want to be like by the way come on my show for millions to see you yeah 
I do think they've always been very um, selective of what information they reveal when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, and also I think when you know the new show comes out, I think we're very interested to see if Travis, because obviously they're so public with their relationship. I wonder how public they will be, or they'll even be in the show. Like, because I can imagine Courtney being like, no, it's my relationship, I keep it private. And it's like, Courtney, it's all over the fucking internet, you like licking each other. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that'll be interesting to see as well, like, what level of control she puts over that as well. Yeah, that's true. I do think, like, when the show comes out and if she's in it, kind of thing, that mm. she'll draw back a bit yeah or like is she like so happy and in love now that she'll be like I don't care yeah this is me yeah because I think for a long time that's why she was just I think she was just very unhappy for a long time yeah that that edge to her yeah that's true like whereas now she just seems like as happy as Larry I was gonna say to be fair like I'm enjoying seeing her live her best life like yeah she's go for it Courtney you seem happy for once (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like she genuinely just seems really happy, which is so nice. Yeah. The whole um, Kylie and Travis thing, though, is like wild. I think. Yeah. Okay. You need to explain this because this is sort of new information to me, and I feel like you know more than I do. <laughs> so basically, I saw it on TikTok the other day that there was a leaked someone so that Kylie and Travis and Stormy were meant to be on the cover of W magazine to like promote their relationship and their new baby. Probably, I don't know. Um, but it got pulled because of Astro World, the horrible disaster where people died at Travis's concert. And in the the pictures are stunning, really cool vibe. But their headline was something about them making a new kind of relationship and basically trying to like romanticize being a baby mama and Kylie having his kids but not being with him. Mm. Not 100% committed. And everyone's like, please, this is. And now everyone's like up in arms because it's like you can't say like something that you've got like a new type of relationship is like kind of taking the piss out of like what everyone else has done and like once mm. people find themselves in these being like a baby mama and like whether that's their decision or not you know like that's where they end up and it's just yeah it's a typical like Kardashian thing of like being with a man but making your relationship status very like black like gray yeah it's just kind of like what we was just saying isn't it like it's yeah. i mean good old tiktok exposing <laughs> things again <laughs> obviously like someone got sent a copy of it as well like the whole thing and i was like oh my god like, the pictures so look so cool and it's something that they decided to cut it as well yeah i mean like good on the mag for doing that in light of yeah. the astro world like it was just that on itself was something like that was just insane but yeah i feel like with kylie like Obviously, she is very secretive because she kept her mm. first pregnancy a complete secret. It, it's hard, isn't it? Because it's like, I'm very open to whatever works for whatever couple mm. like, and all of that. But I think to set that up for young people to look at, mm. it's a bit like, is it wrong? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think also it's just, like, it's just nothing new. Like, people have been with people and have kids and then had a very complicated relationship by that's literally like the tale as old as time like yeah it's not it's not new yeah it's not like no you haven't invented anything like it's a very new thing for maybe celebrities I feel like because I feel like with celebrities they're always usually pushing people are usually pushing like that either 100% single or 100% like in a happy relationship yeah it's like committed and perfect and wholesome mm-hmm. 
whereas this does kind of blur the celeb lines that like actually yeah celebrities and maybe they've been a bit more honest what celebrities have done in the past like had kids together made the happy family but then actually have partners and do their own thing yeah and they're just more out in the open that that's what they're doing yeah that's true like there's all those rumors that like David and Victoria Beckham aren't actually together yeah <clears throat> and it's like but they put on front and like to that normal person you probably wouldn't think anything of it but you could be then like well is this what's the way trying to like break the barriers of that but I feel like I'm not gonna give them that much credit for thinking that much through <laughs> <laughs> I mean I feel like that's the excellent point to leave that conversation on <laughs> um yeah I'm not gonna give them that much credit so good news yes I've got some good news <laughs> Woo! um so this is from pink news uh and the headline reads 10 brave and brilliant role models who busted HIV stigma by speaking their truth. Um, and it reads, it has been almost 40 years since the AIDS pandemic started. And in that time, countless high profile figures have busted stigma and prejudice by opening up about their HIV status. It's fair to say that a great deal has changed in the 40 years since the first cases of HIV and AIDS were detected. But people with HIV still have to contend with stigma, discriminatory attitudes, and in many cases, barriers to access and healthcare. To mark World AIDS Day, we take a look back at 10 trailblazing famous faces who have shared their HIV status and helped shed years of stigma in the process. So it starts off with the amazing Billy Porter, goes on to Jonathan Van Ness, then it goes to Drag Race, Trinity K. Bonet, who else? We've got Gareth Thomas, the um, Welsh rugby captain. We've also got Nathaniel Hall, who starred in It's a Sin. And then we've got Javier Munoz. I don't know if that's pronounced right. Magic Johnson, Rock Hudson, Freddie Mercury, and Gia Carandri, um, an American supermodel. And underneath they have a description of each of their stories, um, like when it happened, when it, they came out about their status and things like that and things they've done. Um, and I think it's just nice because I do think, obviously, there's still a lot, a long way to go to break the stigma around AIDS and HIV. Um, but I do think now, um, and maybe it's down to It's a Sin, uh, the Channel 4 programme, but I do think that there is so much more awareness around the topic of it mm. and the subject. Um, and more people are learning about it in depth rather than just taking it for surface level that it is what it is. Because there are mm. so many different levels to HIV and AIDS, um, mm. like undetectable as untransmissible. Transmissible. Um, and I actually was listening to a really good podcast uh, yesterday on Tuesday on my way to the event by a guy that I follow called Jay Hawkridge and in his it's his very first episode of his podcast and he talks about how he contracted it um and how he's living with it and things like that and to actually just sit and listen to him who I followed on Instagram for a while mm. actually vocally talk the way he talks about it it's so insightful and it's actually like really educational as well like i actually recommend everyone to go and listen to it um because it's, it, i think it's just so important to hear people's stories which is why i chose that as our good news of the week this week but yeah yeah 
that's lovely and yeah I think you're right we do have still have a long way to go but also we have come a long way mm-hmm. as a new stop but I think yeah like listen to people's like actual stories as well mm-hmm. it's just so like widespread like I think people forget like how much like how literally everyone they know not everyone they know but like there's a very good chance they, they will know someone that has it and just to kind of yeah it's not a horrible disease that you know yeah like interact with people for it and stuff like that yeah like you're not going to bump up against someone and get it like Hmm. it doesn't work that way like there's a lot more to it and I think that's the stigma and the awareness that needs to be broken more Hmm. and even like the fact that like even if you do get it you're not going to die from it which is like such a massive thing like that it wasn't available even like 20 years ago I think maybe Mm -hmm. like you know like it's just so amazing that it's not a death sentence anymore yeah that's so true. It's, I hope it just continues on the path that it is mm. so that the research does its magic and we can find a cure and things like that. But yeah, I thought to, to highlight that this week. Um, brand of the week. Brand of the week. I feel like we need like a little theme tune for this. <laughs> I, I mean, not- <laughs> so our brand of the week is called Kelzo Jewelry and on their about page on their website it says hello we're Kelly and Zoe and we are so happy to have you here we're an LGBTQ plus family living in Cardiff Wales with our two home educated children Jordan Molly and lovable labradoodle Ziggy so cute um they also run a blog um where they share their journey as a transgender family uh so the brand Kelzo was born during lockdown 2020 um and basically the brand work creating amazing jewelry and earrings is like really quirky stuff like at the moment they've got like christmas puddings um <laughs> lightning earrings some really nice heart earrings actually with gold stars dangling from them um they're all handmade they're really affordable as well. They're like seven pounds, nine pounds. So like literally, I just think they're really good. Um, but also on their about page, it actually says as well, when it goes into a bit more detail, they've said that this has evolved over days, weeks and months. And our biggest focus is our LGBTQ plus collection, which we donate 10 pounds to LGBTQ charities. This year, we're donating this money to mermaids. Um, we are we make affordable fun and quirky designs and we adore custom orders we're up for having a go at making anything so please get in touch if you want us to make something unique for you and then they go into detail about what they offer um the different collections they have so they've got a pride collection they've got zero waste collections they've got a boobs collection Mm. you can get monthly boxes i mean they do everything and it's for such good price as well um and an lgbtq plus owned brand which is always better and I also just love when like a small brand those are like two people in their home making it is still giving money to charity and you know that's just so lovely and like because they didn't have to do that but yeah they're doing it because they genuinely care whereas like you get massive corporations that can't donate like five pounds literally like so like you've got like pretty little things in their black friday sale doing everything up for free and making a complete mockery of their entire workers by doing so and yeah, you've got a charity. There's two people in the kitchen working hard and still giving money to help people. Yeah, and I think like what we've said this before on here about how big corporations 
um, donate very little during Pride Month and things like that, because that's the only year they actually do that kind of stuff. Um, and they're not even, the prices of their jewellery isn't extortionate. I mean, it's just not like they're making loads of money from their kind of, like from one sale. I think that's just so nice. It's so heartwarming and it's such like yeah. a, it just seems like a really nice brand. And I feel like the ethos behind it and stuff like that, like I wish there was more brands. Like I mean, I know there are brands out there and we will obviously yeah. shout them out when we discover them. But yeah, like there's so many more to be discovered that are like that. Okay, so book of the week, what have we got? So it's Christmas, so I have dipped into my funny fiction, very lighthearted, very <laughs> not going to win any literary prizes, but that's okay because it's enjoyable. Um, so I read this week The Christmas Bookshop by Jenny Colgan. Um, it came out this year, um, and it's basically about a young woman who just got fired from her job or maybe redundant and so she goes to live with her sister in Edinburgh and her sister's super successful got a job got kids got a husband a lovely home and then she goes to work in a bookshop um and tries to turn it around and that's all I'll say but yeah oh. it's just a nice like heartwarming like Christmassy like good book it reminds me of like a Christmas film yeah it like, literally you is, could like, watch like, it oh yeah definitely I could see this little film um, <gasps> yeah it was good oh that's cute I like that yeah it's a really cute book look at you reading the Christmas book oh my god I've got another one on the go as well oh my god she's at it yeah oh in December I'm allowed I allow myself to read absolute (laughs) not trash they are actually good books but is that your Christmas is that your Christmas gift to yourself (laughs) yeah it is I picked up a um non-fiction book about this big like legal case that's going on at the moment I was like I think I'll leave that for January. <laughs> That's a bit of a tough read. I'll uh, scoot that over. <laughs> I'll leave that to next year. Oh. What were you gifted this week then? Um. So my gift of the week this week is from the amazing PRs at Oasis. Yes, they are still around. Um. So they gifted me a lovely gift box, which came with a lovely bottle of moe in it oh okay yeah i know um that was personalized and on it it says happy holidays scott um and then it also came with my own little personalized ball ball which is like uh it's like marble like pink marble um with my name on it and it fits perfectly on the tree because that is our color theme for this year oh my god it also come with a oh an amazing box of bad brownies. Um, bad brownies? It, yeah. But, oh my God, I cannot wait to dive into Yeah. Oh yeah, they're not why, bad brownies. Why are um, they called bad brownies? I don't, maybe just got, I don't know, actually. It just says dangerously good. And I'm like, I've heard good things about yeah. this brand. Um, it came... Those, what were those brownies we had at yours last year? It was so good. I think they were Lola's. Oh, I think they were. Yeah. You think they were low, like Lola's cupcakes, but Lola's brownies? Mm. I think. Yeah, right. Um, and then it came with a lovely black knitted scarf, which has uh, little pearls on it. Very bougie, like no. Um, <laughs> and then it gets even better. Then it came with a Bloom and Wild mini Christmas tree, like a oh, real one. Wow. Um, 
and we had to like decorate it, put little lights on it, put the star on top. It's in our hallway at the moment. Um, but yeah, it was just such a really nice, nice gift to receive and to open up. So thank you, my loves. But yeah. I love that Bloom and Wild tree. They're so cute. Bloom and Wild as a brand is just amazing. Like, I just love them. Like their flowers are so, we got sent a bunch from one of Gabriel's friends for our engagement. And like, they're still going really strong now. God, wow. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Oh, well, that's us for the week. Next week, we'll be doing our big Christmas extravaganza. There will be more wine um, and lots of hilarity and reviews of the year and everything like that. So please do join us. Yeah, so if there's anything you want us to talk about or dive into, drop us a message and we will get around to talking about it. But yeah, that's all for this week. Thank you, my loves, for listening. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next time. Yes, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.